Attention past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit on betting on sports? 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game, but you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn-out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, for reasons only I know, you are indeed listening to fresh content on a national holiday. I just want to outwork everybody. I'll introduce you to my nephew, Luke Levant. I'll compare Fourth of July and Thanksgiving, and we will talk about a cat named Snuckles and the absurd times we live in. Your bonus, what on earth is he doing podcasting on Thanksgiving, is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Thursday, November 28, 2019. Yes, indeed, it is Thanksgiving. Thank you for downloading. Let's go ahead and let's have some fun today, shall we? First of all, an email from Jacob. He writes to say, hello, Steed. When people call me Steed or Steez. I'm a loyal listener of the podcast, and I binge the DC shows on Saturdays, even though I'm from the Milwaukee area. I can't listen, though, to your show live, and the iHeart app is pretty obnoxious with its exclusivity on their content. I really wish they'd poured it out to iTunes. I know. I've been fighting that fight. iHeart's a big company. They don't want to give up their stuff. Anyways, I just wanted to give you some quick feedback and share something I saw today. Your conversation last week about the airlines letting people bring a full Thanksgiving dinner onto the plane almost caused a traffic accident. I was laughing so hard. In fact, I'd love to see a Curb Your Enthusiasm bit on this. Get Leon trying to get his electric turkey carving knife past the TSA, but being rejected and then having to carve the entire turkey at the checkpoint before passing security. Just the thought of it makes me laugh. That's good, Jacob. That, in fact, not only could he do that, but he would have to then say, oh, it's a race thing, huh? Black man can't bring a turkey carver through TSA? And then he'd be carving the turkey, and he would be holding up the entire line of travelers while he carved the turkey. Oh, it's got potential. Anyhow, one more thing I wanted to share with you is that is this. Jay is my favorite podcast guest, and his insight into the community, as he calls it, is often eye-opening and kind of funny. 
His talk about the light versus dark-skinned black folks always fascinates me. And then I saw this today. See attached photo. Somebody in Milwaukee is so damn proud that they're light-skinned, they got a vanity license plate with it right there on it. On it. Yes, indeed. The, the picture says light-skinned, abbreviated. This gave me a good laugh and made me think of Jay immediately. Have a great Thanksgiving. I hope it's filled with great food and the people you love the most. It will, and it is, and I thank you for that, Jacob. Appreciate the email. Speaking of Thanksgiving, let's, first of all, it's 10 years after Tiger's crash. 10 years after Tiger Woods nearly ended his career, running away from his then-wife in a uh, a painkiller-induced haze. We don't know what he was on that night. And probably some wine, probably some tryptophan. Who knows what else he was jacked up on. But it was lucky that he crashed his car just a short ways out of the driveway and not after he had gotten out on the highway. USA Today has a story about the 10 you know things that have happened in the 10 years since to certain people involved in the entire scandal. And it's pretty amazing because Mindy Lawton, one of the ex-mistresses, She was the uh, rather homely-looking waitress at Perkins. She ended up going to jail for reckless homicide DUI because she was drunk and then ran her uh, boyfriend off an ATV while drunk and killed him. Whoops. Jamie Jungers was the first uh, to go on TV to be interviewed about her affair with Woods. She was on the Today Show in a fur-lined coat. Uh, She then fell under the influence of hardcore drugs, ended up being a fugitive, was briefly on Dog the Bounty Hunter on an episode in which he hunted her down, talk about a cross-promotional thing, Uh, and then she went to jail and is through rehab, and she is now out. Uh, The cop that first showed up on the scene, a guy by the name of Josh Evans, um, was 28 years old at the time, and he filed out, filled out an accident report and then went to the hospital where Woods was and said, yeah, I want to go ahead and take a blood draw because I think the suspect was on you know, some sort of you know, medication, drugs, under the influence. The hospital turned the cop away. They're like, they get out of here. The cop went then, then went to the, you know, uh, Mr. Evans went, uh, Officer Evans went to the DA and said, can I get a search warrant so I can draw Tiger's blood, the DA turned him down or the state's attorney's office turned him down. That is some great agenting work by Mark Steinberg to think that uh, he got to the people that needed to be got to at the time they most needed to be got to and they said, no, you're not going to do that. Anyone else, they would have absolutely, any other suspect, they would have said, oh, police officer's here, wants to draw some blood. Okay, let him. And then once he went to the state's attorneys, they would have said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The weirdest part about it, though, is that the neighbors tried to profit off of this whole incident. Um, According to the story, Jarius Adams and his sister, Kimberly Harris, said they were the first to discover Woods lying on the pavement in front of their parents' house. Uh, Adams called 911. Okay, everything's great. Uh, In the days that followed, things got less neighborly. Bill Sharp, a Florida attorney who represented the family that owned the house next door to Woods' former mansion, 
said they all wanted Tiger to pay them is what they really wanted for helping him. That was the real issue. <laughs> hey, man, I was there when you were almost passed out on the side of the road and Elon was chasing you with a two iron. How about a little, you know, money for the whole thing? <laughs> Afterwards, though, Tiger was not going to pay them anything. And so <laughs> this guy, Jerome Adams, launched a website with a pay-per-view video trashing Tiger Woods. He charged $3.99 for videos, on which, according to an Orlando Sentinel report, he said things like, Tiger's a jerk, and the person you know is just a crafted image. On the surface, says USA Today, it seems odd that the members of that members of a family that lived in Isleworth, the exclusive gated subdivision, were charging $3.99 for anti-Tiger videos. But, according to the attorney, they had fallen on hard times. The parents' home had gone into foreclosure. Uh, the house's father owned next to Woods had also been in foreclosure. And yada, 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 as they say in Seinfeld, um, they ended up going broke and moved out. Oh, yeah, one more thing. The Escalade got into another wreck in Arkansas years later. <laughs> the VIN number, the Carfax report shows that, yeah, after they fixed up the car and then put it up for auction, somebody bought it and in Arkansas got into another wreck. Ten years ago, and it seems like yesterday. All right, let's get to it. Thanksgiving versus 4th of July, the definitive tale of the tape. Here we go. Hold on, clicking, clicking. I've had a little bit to drink tonight, so just bear with me on this. I've got the whole thing. I uh, I went back and I got a bunch of other things. Okay, here we go. First of all, uh, what is Thanksgiving? Is it the 1621 Thanksgiving in Plymouth, Mass, that featured the natives sharing their food with the settlers who had had a hard winter and their crops weren't growing? Or is the real first Thanksgiving the 1619 arrival of the 38 English settlers at Berkeley 100 in Charles City County, Virginia? I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in on this, but Wikipedia says it's two different things. We know the 4th of July is the 4th of July. That's when the Continental Congress declared the 13 American colonies as sovereign and that they told the crown to go fuck it. And you can like it. So there's your two holidays. Okay, tail the tape. What to wear. Thanksgiving. Itchy sweater. Tight khakis. 4th of July. Legal minimum. Advantage. 4th of July. Food. Thanksgiving. Turkey and a bunch of traditional crap you wouldn't eat any other time of the year. 4th of July. Burgers, brats, barbecue, wings, chicken, cupcakes, pizza, more. Advantage, 4th of July. Holiday vibe, Thanksgiving. Quiet thankfulness, 4th of July. Rebel yell. Advantage, push. Traffic and crowds, Thanksgiving, non-existent. By the way, I tweeted a picture of the Beltway on according to Google Maps with the traffic overlay. At about 5.45 on Wednesday afternoon, oh my God, it was empty. Unbelievable. I honestly want to go take a lap around the Beltway just to see how wonderful it is. Traffic and crowds, 4th of July, massive, sweaty. Oh, let's just go down 95. We'll go to the lake. Ah, wrong. You'll be sitting in traffic. Advantage Thanksgiving. Average high temperature, Thanksgiving, 55. 4th of July, 1 million. Advantage Thanksgiving. 
This, of course, in the mid-Atlantic, your temperatures may vary between the two. Acceptable booze intake. Thanksgiving. Tipsy, if not a little bit loose. Acceptable booze intake, 4th of July. Blackout level via suitcase of bush light. Sports to watch. Thanksgiving, college and pro football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, a variable cornucopia of sports. Fourth of July, (sighs) baseball, golf, NASCAR, NBA Summer League. Advantage by a million miles, Thanksgiving. Family activity, Thanksgiving, polite dinner with maybe a family slideshow. Fourth of July, jello shots, jet skis, hot tub parties, golf tournaments, and more. Advantage, Fourth of July. Holiday high point, Thanksgiving, unbuckling the belt. Fourth of July, Fireworks grand finale. Advantage? Push. People you get to spend it with. Thanksgiving, Aunt Gertrude and your annoying nephews. Just kidding. My next guest is not annoying. Fourth of July, whomever you would damn want to spend it with. Advantage, Fourth of July. What each holiday signals the start of. Thanksgiving, holiday season, bowls, Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. Fourth of July, it signals the start of the blistering summer slog. Again, this is in the mid-Atlantic. Your summer may vary. Advantage Thanksgiving. Greatest risk to bodily injury. Thanksgiving. Diabetic sepsis choking on turkey bone. Fourth of July, dismemberment via firework. Advantage Thanksgiving. Slightly less dangerous. Original rivals, Thanksgiving, the Indians with hatchets and bows and arrows. Fourth of July, British redcoats with muskets and bayonets. Advantage, push. The best movies for getting a sense of what it must have been like. Fourth of July, go see The Patriot, Mel Gibson, 2000, and the Battle of Camden. Wow. Cannonballs bouncing in an open field, knocking guys' legs off being forced to march shoulder to shoulder, getting gutted by a bayonet. Horrible. And that was all true. Thanksgiving, best movie to get a sense of what it was like. Fur trappers attacked by the Arikara Indians in The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, 2016. Unbelievable scene as well. I can't decide. Advantage, push. Most likely to start a brawl. Thanksgiving, the word... Trump, 4th of July, hitting somebody near you with a stray Frisbee. Advantage, push. And finally, the best holiday victory you need to celebrate quietly. Thanksgiving, a three-team teaser involving a Conference USA football game. Yes, I did it. Versus 4th of July, waking up and finding out you actually did not send those dick pics to the woman in the office that you kind of like. Advantage, 4th of July. Attention past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit? 
on betting on sports, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game. But you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn-out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, joining me now here in the podcast studio is none other than Luke Levant, my nephew. Hello. <laughs> Luke, a rising senior at John Pope Paul, John Paul Pope II. John Paul II in Collegeville, PA. Yes, sir. Is it in Collegeville or is it somewhere Technically else? Technically, it's in Royersford, but Royersford, like okay. Town next to it. All right. You want to go to Penn State, I understand. Oh, yeah. Hashtag we are. We are. We are. Penn State. We are. Penn State. We are. Penn State. We are. No. Oh, wait. No. What did I do? What did I mess up? Three we are's. And, and then, then what? thank you. Oh, okay. I'm wait, but I'm supposed to say thank you. Yeah. And oh. then the rest <laughs> but of I'm not say, Penn State. That's the thing. You're Penn State. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Penn State is one. What is your second choice? Probably Auburn. And why Auburn for a kid from Royerstown, Pennsylvania, um, or Royersville, or whatever it is, or from Collegeville? Why Auburn? Tell our listening audience why Auburn. So basically. I have four cousins been that go there uh, or have been there. Uh and when I first went there, it's just an amazing campus <laughs> and I feel like home there. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. That's the deep south, boy. Oh yeah. You you better get ready <laughs> to the deep south if you go down there. You need to start saying y'all. Y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh so Penn State or Auburn, when when will you find out about Penn State? Penn State will be December 15th, hopefully. All right, cool. What uh, what was your major that you applied for? Um, undecided. Although uh, I want to go into... But you want to get into cybersecurity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe you could ser- secure my network because I'm sure it's not oh, yeah. very secure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your dad. You know, you and your brother had to grow up under the tutelage of the man who <laughs> knows everything. That is was, true. Was that difficult, you know, given that your dad just... There is nothing that brother-in-law Todd won't say, oh, you know, you need to do it this way. Well, yeah, because he's an everythingologist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain the everythingologist part of it. So, for example, yeah. today, okay, uh, my mom had a procedure done on her finger. Yep. And after the doctor was talking to my dad, he came up to my mom and was like, is your husband in the medical field? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Did the doctor really say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure he had all kinds of ideas on oh, what yeah. should be done, what needs to be done. <laughs> and yet, tell the listeners, I told this story already, but tell the listeners what happened to your dad's Achilles. Oh, yeah. So we were building a pathway from our driveway to our pool. Yeah. and A walkway. Yeah, a walkway. And so the night before, it was, it rained a lot. And so he tried to jump over from one side to the other. How, how wide was the trench? 
Probably like five, six feet. Five, six feet. Yeah. And it's a, it was a good deep, it was like six inches deep yeah. trench, right? Because mm-hmm. he was going to fill it with gravel. Yeah. And put then over it. put the uh, irregular flagstone, dry mm-hmm. set, the whole schmear. A project probably too big for your dad alone. 100%. Even with his teenage boys like you. <laughs> right. So it's raining and he's too lazy to go walk around. Yep. And he's too stupid to have put a board. <laughs> Because like most construction projects, you'll see. Or just have, put boots on because he had sandals on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have four by eights that you walk over muddy areas yeah. with. Okay. So he had sandals on and he decides to make a leap for it. He did. And his toes reached the other side. His heel, however, did not. not quite. And so his very lean, mean 230 <laughs> some odd pounds... came down on that exposed (laughs) heel and that Achilles didn't stand a chance, did it? No. It was like this. Oh, (laughs) I got a a rubber band right here. There it is right there. There's Todd's Achilles. Boing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I love your dad. You know that I call him, I call him the man who knows just enough about sports to be dangerous. (laughs) You're a bigger, you're as big a sports fan as he is, if not a little bit bigger sports fan. You went to the whiteout recently. I did at Penn state. It was amazing. Uh, Penn state against two again, Michigan, Michigan. Okay. Michigan still sucks by the way. Okay. All right. Tell me, (laughs) tell me about the whiteout. Um, all right. So I, my cousin Connor goes there and he got us into the student section and it was honestly one of the most like exciting moments I've ever had in my life. Okay. Just with all the energy in the stadium, especially in the student section. It was awesome. Okay. And uh, did you drink while you were up there? You can be honest. Just a podcast. No big deal. I did a bit. Oh, Not that much. <laughs> oh, you are so in trouble. Oh, my God. It was so, moderation. All right. So you're a Pennsylvania kid. Why Penn State? Just because it is the state university, because of the size, because of the football program, what's the appeal? So, basically, growing up, I wasn't that interested in Penn State. Okay. I was more interested in Auburn. Right. But, like, going, say, going to the games and doing more research into it, they have a better program for what I want to do. And their football, once again, unrivaled. It's a it's a hell of a university. It's a really good yeah. university, and they got a lot of departments and stuff. And the football program is legendary, but of course, it has that huge stain now. Yeah, with the whole Paterno and Sandusky thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any strong feelings about that scandal? Personally, I do not. I wasn't that into Penn State football when that happened. When Joe Pa was yeah. there, yeah. Have you? Do you know the ins and outs of it? Not everything, but the gist of it. Okay. What if they put the statue of Joe Pa back? Would you still go to Penn State? I mean, probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> probably. You're like, look, I'm not going to let this get in the way of me wanting to go to the school I want to go to. You know, when that uh, when the whole Penn State thing broke, and it was a huge topic in sports radio, we talked about it a lot. And most of us took pretty quick hot takes of what a scumbag Paterno mm-hmm. is. How could he look the other way on abuse and all that? Turns out it was a bit more complicated. It turns out that, you know, Paterno was from an age in which a lot of the things today were more sensitive to. You just kind of swept under the rug back in the day. It sounds crazy that that would be the case, but that's kind of what the way it was. Uh, but, man, I got some Penn State fans and alums that would just come at me. They'd be like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. You're the worst. Penn State's great. 
And they took it, they, they were really wounded because they loved their university. Very proud of it. And this was a hard thing to reconcile. They're like, great. This is like, we had nothing to do with this as students and alumni of Penn State. And this happened, holy shit. You know, because it affects them. Mm-hmm. It's like my, uh, my, my niece, um, Alyssa, is going to USC. And you know what happened with the USC admission scandal, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, did your mom pay any extra money to Penn State to help you get in? Nah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> did she did no. she bribe any of the proctors to take their SATs? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was joking with my brother about how, you know, how do you feel that this, you know, admission scandal blew up for the university that your daughter's going to? And he was just like, I don't care. It's publicity, man. The university's <laughs> more in the news. He's like, I didn't pay to get her in. She was smart enough to get in on her own. So go figure. All right. So cybersecurity, uh, you are big into guns, the military. You wanted to join the military, but your mom said no. Well. Or she has said no up until now. She has said no. But once you turn 18. 18. Okay. Okay. And what's mom's big, big rationale? about you in the military i don't have a spleen you don't have a spleen because of uh a benign tumor you had when you were a little child yes and they Four took months out old. part of your spleen yes oh i remember i was there bro i was in the hospital <laughs> it was pretty intense man because they didn't know what was in there and they're like holy shit we got to go ahead and get it out luckily turned out to be benign that said you got no spleen and so your mom is like you're not going to get into the army you're a military you got you'll you'll fail your physical my response was, hey, it's one less thing to get shot. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You get shot in the spleen, you laugh at uh, the enemy, you go, ha ha, joke's on you. I don't even have one of those. Exactly. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about, like, all the internal bleeding. It's right. just not there. Well, at least not with the spleen, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So you have how many airsoft guns, do you think? Um, I mean, between my family or just me? <laughs> <laughs> how many did you end up buying? Okay, I only end up buying three. Okay. But your brother, your older brother, had how many? Um, <laughs> You're counting them right now. He had four. Okay. Then my dad had one. What was the most expensive one that you bought? Um, I don't know, probably 350 to 400 Jeez. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And where'd you get the money to buy that thing? Lawn mowing. Lawn mowing? Okay. Yeah. So it's your own money and then yeah. birthday money and stuff like that. What are the uh, what are the actual names of the weapons? Rattle them off. Um, Let's show off your gun prowess right now. All right, now. so my first one was an H&K 416. Okay. And then... Hawk and Keckler or something? Is that what H&K stands for? Yeah. Is that a yeah? Heckler You're nodding your... Heckler and Coke? Yeah. Cock? Whatever. Cock um, the gun? And then right. I got a G36. Okay. Uh, and then a replica like of like a Mark 18. Okay, you're not being very specific with these guns. A G36 and a Mark 18. Do gun people know exactly what all these things are? Yes. They do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, and you have been to the gun range with my brother. Yes. In fact, how long are you guys down here for uh, Thanksgiving? I believe three days. Okay. I mean, you'll see my brother tomorrow. Okay. He would be happy to take you to the range. I'd be down. You'd be down with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, have you been to the range other than with my brother? I have not. You've oh, not? Okay. I've been skeet shooting and stuff like that, but... Okay, but not to the range. Yeah. Uh, and what what did my brother let you shoot? Do you remember? Um, A P90. Okay. An AR-10. Okay. 
a bunch of revolvers. Okay. A Glock, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, My brother is quite the gun enthusiast, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's quite the Second Amendment <laughs> enthusiast, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up with him. And you know that we had we had uh, BB guns growing up, uh, Crossman seven sixties. You probably do you ever have a BB gun proper? I have not okay. I guess airsofts are better than BB guns in a lot yeah, of ways because you can shoot them at your friends and they don't get hurt. Right. <laughs> Whereas BB guns could break the skin, and we yeah. we shot pellets, and the pellets were made of soft lead. Yeah. You've ever seen a true BB gun? Yeah. Okay. I've shot uh, one before. Yeah, the pellets were made of soft lead, and they were designed to kill small game, like yeah. birds and Rabbits. squirrels. Right. So my brother, in our uh, house we grew up in on the mean streets of McLean, had <laughs> the <laughs> he had the rear he had the room in the upstairs rear left corner of the house, and it looked down upon the bird feeder where all the squirrels would come congregate to eat, and my brother in that room with his Crossman seven sixty would sit there like a sniper in a sniper's nest. And he would just rain hell down on these squirrels <laughs> with his BB gun. <laughs> uh, you never great. did that growing up, did you? <laughs> I did not. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the Crossman 760, I wonder if they still make it. It was pump action, um, and it basically you'd pump it, all right, Luke, and then that, that would put the air into the yeah. chamber to shoot it. Uh, let's see, Crossman 760 BB gun. Probably still make it. Probably still make it. There it is. The Crossman Pumpmaster 760. 16 million copies sold. This was the gun that won suburbia, young man. <laughs> <laughs> and by one suburbia, I mean it just terrorized people like, oh, he's got a BB gun. Uh, and then there was also, there was one other one. Oh, there was a Daisy. The Daisy Rider was the other BB gun of our youth. Uh, Daisy Rider BB gun. There it is. And boom. Uh, the Red Rider. Oh, have you ever seen A Christmas Story? No. Oh, my God. Get <laughs> Wait, your dad in here right now. You would have remembered it because in the movie A Christmas Story, the kid keeps asking for a BB gun, and his mom is like, you're going to shoot your eye out. And sure enough, on the first day he gets it, he ends up <laughs> shooting his glasses off. I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, Red Rider, Red Rider Archives Daisy. Red Rider Model 13, uh, 1938 Daisy BB gun. Out of stock. thirty nine ninety nine. There it is right there. Single action pump. Red and Russian. it was spring. It, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, lever action, yeah. Lever action, and it was spring-loaded. So you just, one cock was mm -hmm. in. Now, the Crossman 760, because that was an air rifle, they say don't pump it up past 10 pumps. Do you think <laughs> we adhered to that? No. Not a chance. And and we could go really fast. It was 25, that's good enough. And then you sat up there in your bedroom, my brother did. Of course, my room faced the front where the street and the cars were, so I didn't really have any good sniping opportunities. Uh, he did, though. Anyway, so yeah, so military is still an option, but cybersecurity, so you got that going for you. You play a lot of these online multi, what do they call it, MMS games, MMA, MMOA, multi, multiplayer, multi-simulation, what do they call these games? 
like know, just multiplayer multiplayer games yeah okay talk to me about fortnite i hate it never played it why it just looks so stupid <laughs> okay what'd you play it's all cartoony um at first i played PUBG, and okay. then stopped playing that i played a lot of csgo um okay. a lot of insurgency uh battlefield what's the hot new game now Right now, is there one? I don't really know. I haven't. I haven't been on my computer in like quite a long time. You haven't been on your no, computer. I've just been very busy since I started school. Really? Yeah. Of course, you've been on your phone all day, every day. Oh yeah. But... Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. Of course, I have. Okay. So if there becomes a new game that's hot, you'll let me know, right? Yeah. Okay. So I can then not play it because you know I'm, I'm old yeah. and I've got you can just buy it then shit to do. I'll buy it and leave it in the cellophane. <laughs> exactly. You know, we should, while you're down here, we got to get get my PS4 fired up in the theater okay. and play some shoot 'em up games. Okay. I got most of them. They're, of course, three or four years old. Yeah. I also have Red Dead Redemption. Did you ever play that? I did a little. Okay. Not that much, though. All right. Well, we got that. We could plow through that a little bit. Okay. Maybe some FIFA soccer. Yeah. I'd rather just play actual sports than sports on games. That's what I figured. I figured you'd turn your nose up at FIFA soccer. Yeah. Okay. Anything else uh, that you want to talk about here today? No. That's it. You got no material. Nothing. Or are we going to get into the topic? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving versus... Well, I, I already did that. Oh, okay. I did that while you were out. Which do you prefer, Thanksgiving or Fourth of July? Fourth of July. Because 100%. why? 100%. Because you can blow stuff up. Fireworks, exactly. right? Fireworks. Okay. Um, going to the beach. Right. You know, you're not dissuaded by the fact that it's often a million degrees in the mid-Atlantic on 4th of July, sweating like a pig. Don't you like nice, cool temperatures during the fall here? No, because then you're freezing. I'd we're rather not, be We're hot not freezing yet. Well, sometimes you are in okay. November. Well, then you better not go to Penn State, bro. Yeah, I know. That's a serious concern. <laughs> Do you, you know where that place is? It's way up in the in the boondocks. In fact, you can't even get there from here, I've been told, Penn State. <laughs> All right, so bottom line is when you go to Penn State, if you get in, you're going to invite Uncle Steve up for a whiteout game, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And it's going to be on. Sweet. And they're going to win. And if you go to Auburn, <laughs> you're going to invite Uncle Steve down for the Iron Bowl. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Do you have a third choice of universities in case the first two fall through? Yeah. So <laughs> the other ones that I applied to are West Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Pitt. And is that the order? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, and what was the third? Pitt. Pitt, okay. I hear Pitt's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's in the mix. Yeah. All right, Luke, great to have you for Thanksgiving, brother. Thank you. Thanks for your time today. Of course. We'll end on this today. The world is crazy. The world's gone mad. Every day there's a new story that you say, wait, what? Minnesota Twins and San Francisco Giants reliever Sam Dyson is being investigated by Major League Baseball for domestic violence, according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. Okay. Uh, Was there a police report? Uh, is there physical evidence of domestic violence? No, no, not exactly. There is an Instagram post. In fact, two of them. Okay, tell me more. The Instagram posts were made by Dyson's now ex-girlfriend, Alexis Blackburn. 
In it, she does not accuse Dyson of abuse in either post, but strongly alludes to it. The first post appeared on Blackburn's personal Instagram two days ago. She alluded to having endured bullying and also said she had to apologize in every conversation. I'm sorry to say this, but those are not crimes. And that's not even domestic violence per se. This Now the morphing of domestic violence in sports into domestic abuse is troubling to me because one's a crime, the other one is for your therapist. Or if it's abuse, you need to leave. Violence is violence, physical violence. And, and sure, while domestic abuse or you know spousal or relationship abuse, it's not cool, it's not pretty. Don't think that's not a two-way street, for God's sakes, because you know it is. So that was one post. Now, again, it's just Instagram. It's not a court of law. She never called the police, never filed a police report. It's just, and doesn't even accuse him necessarily of actually touching her in a way that would constitute assault or or violence. Just, oh, things were bad. He bullied me. Okay, that's one Instagram post. Maybe you're not swayed by that. Maybe you're like, oh, come on. What are you going to do? It's an Instagram. Okay, fine. I'll back it up with some even better evidence. You ready? The second post appeared on Tuesday on the account that Ms. Blackburn runs in the voice of her cat, Snuckles. What? In that post, Blackburn posted a picture of Snuckles on top of a cardboard playhouse. And then a second photo of the playhouse smashed to pieces and included a paragraph in Snuckles' voice describing someone yelling and throwing things at the cat. Oh. My. Fucking. God. According to Rosenthal and The Athletic, MLB will interview Blackburn in the near future as part of its investigation. I immediately ran to the reactions to the comments underneath the story because, you know, the expression, I'm just here for the comments. Thank God for comments because so many times you see stories like this and you say, oh, my, I'm not crazy. Am I crazy? I can't be crazy. The world's gone mad. This is nuts. This is not anything they should be doing. What in the living hell? Well, thank God for the comments. Many people said this is utterly ridiculous, pointing out, okay. So this is where this is the square in life and society we're on now. Here's the square we're standing on. A cat's Instagram could possibly get a major league baseball player kicked out of the bigs or suspended. Wow. A cat's Instagram snuckles. Someone else just said it's there are a lot of women chiming in or allegedly women saying this is insane. This does nobody any good. It does the real issue of domestic violence no good whatsoever. It just encourages more women who might be upset about how a relationship went or just want revenge to either blackmail professional athletes or to just try to ruin their careers vindictively. But here we are. Personally, if Snuckles does not testify, this case is over. Snuckles has got to get on that stand. And he has to tell us what exactly he does or does not know. Otherwise, this case is nothing. And with that, I'm going to go have myself some turkey. I would have given you picks for today's game, but let's be honest. 
nobody's going to listen to this episode. You don't even know that this thing was coming. You're going to see it a couple days from now and go, oh my God, Zabe put out a Thanksgiving Zabecast. Unbelievable. Let me go listen. I like the Bills in this game plus the six. Final score, Cowboys 45, Buffalo 12. And you're going to laugh. That's why I'm not making picks today. But good luck with your picks. Don't bet over your head. Bet with your head, as Furio would say, and save some money for the big weekend to come. Football, five ways Friday, comes out Friday, but it'll be later than normal. Just be advised. I need time to put it together properly. It should be out by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I appreciate everybody who subscribes to Fridays, and I encourage you, if you don't subscribe, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Support the Zabecast. Pry that $5 bill out of your pocket once a month and just know that I thank you for it. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody, and we will see you next time. Attention past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit? On betting on sports, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game. But you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn-out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. And mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid.